Hey guys, it's me, Time to Tash. We've had a lot of fun here on J-Fabre, our spaceships and our time travel and our shenanigans. And we're going to have a lot more fun moving forward too. However, we looked at our content, we did a little analysis, and using top scientists from throughout the multiverse, we found that the ridiculous production values of our podcast was ruining our ability to respond to the modern wrestling landscape in a timely way. After consulting with some of our fans with a scientific survey about some of our content, we found that 8 out of 10 respondents said, What the fuck is going on with all that time drink stuff? Whereas the other two mice hadn't learned to speak yet. So, in order to produce more content for you, our audience, we're moving to a live broadcast model. This will allow us to interact with our fans more during our podcast, which will air live on Twitch.tv, JFabe Wrestling Podcast. We will have a schedule posted on there stating when we go live, and if that's not your jam, then we're still going to be available on anchor.fm forward slash jfabe, as well as now, our cast will be catalogued on YouTube under the channel name jfabe. That's jfabe with a space in it because the jfabe without a space in it got took by bastards. In fact, that's live right now. You can find us on there. Please like, please click subscribe, all of those things. And you can keep track of us on YouTube if that's your jam. So multiple different options on how to listen to the discussion, join the discussion, be part of the discussion. It does mean we're going to have to get a bit more clever with how we work. Some storylines have had to be altered or dropped in order to enter this new world. But as we learn how to communicate on this new platform and within this new business model, business like they ever make money jesus christ we hope you guys will find it more timely and ultimately it will give you guys more of the content you tune in for which is wrestling silliness and less of the content you don't which is curry fucking graves please contact us on twitter that's at jfabe podcast Rich is available at not a time juke, and Jay is at I am not a robot. That's where the O's are replaced with zeros, but only in the word robot, because Jay likes to make things difficult for anybody trying to convey that over, vo- over voice, whereas it's easier in text, I guess. What a dick. Um, and I'm available at time juke Taz. We thank you for understanding. Sunrise, sunset, all of that. Ruby doo my name's Taz. Let's get on with the episode. Taz! Welcome aboard, Rich. Oh, and you got the whole gang too. Jesse and Hi, Rich. Cody. Hello. And, oh, everyone's here. What is this? Is this? Is this a plan? Are we going to get Jay back? Is that it? You're not going to get Jay back. All right, Jesse. That's that's way to be. That's that's way to be enthusiastic. I thought that's what we got all the gang together for. That's what this is. This is a plan how to get Jay back because he got shot by an alternate version of my son or something in the past. Oh, here we go. Here he comes again. Look, even he doesn't know what's going on anymore. What, you mean that's not what this is about? Tell us your plan, Rich. Go on, tell us your plan. Well, what it is, is Taz has fired Kenny Omega's laser at the planet and that's put... Jay's circulatory system in stasis and as a result Jay's going to be like immortal and then we're going to get him to persuade an alternate version of Jacob Fabian's son to um, go and shoot himself back in the past um, and that'll stop him from ever kidnapping Joseph Fabian and shooting Jay in 1988 and then he's going to miraculously reappear in history. Red Dwarf already did that Rich. 
They did it with JFK season seven, episode one. Or, or we could get the robots. The robots could, the robots could create and build a new J that's that's better than the old J that has all of his memories. And we already rescued him. What? Do you have any idea how hard it is to resurrect somebody who's been erased from history? I had to go to the Marvel dimension and steal a fucking time cube. It's owned by Disney Rich. It cost eighteen dollars for a burger. Eighteen dollars for a burger. That was in nineteen eighty-eight. I dread to think what it's like now, and that's not even with cheese. And when was all this gonna happen? It's WrestleMania season, you know. Yeah, well, it's fine. It'd just be like five or six kind of pre-recorded scenes, and that wouldn't take. And how long did it take you to do Royal Rumble? What? You started writing those skits for Wrestle Kingdom. That was four weeks earlier. And while you're writing jokes about steroids in the 80s, the wrestling industry is just crawling on and on and on and on and on, and no core content is coming out. How many episodes were you thinking of releasing during this WrestleMania period? We, t- we kind of moved on to like one a month at the moment. One a month? You know, back in the day when you was Beard and Barry Power Hour and there wasn't all these voices and spaceships and all of that kind of stuff, you were producing two episodes a fucking week. What do you say? I think you know what we're saying. No, no, it's fine. We're gonna. I'm, I'm good. I've got a recording to do of an intro, and then I'm gonna do an advert, and it's gonna be a funny little joke advert, and then there's gonna be something on the side, and then, and then we're gonna do an episode of Where the Fuck Is Taz. It's it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine, and everything's gonna be great. Rich, it's not over. We're doing this. It's not your fur, Rich. What? It's not your fur, Rich. Yo, you shut up. It's not your fault, Rich. No, we can make this work. It's over. Go back to doing wrestling podcasts. But this is mine. Look, I get it. You don't know how it started or how it got so far, but you in a world where you had no control latched onto something that took you off that shithole of a planet during the defining moment of your lifetime, and you had a buddy to take with you, and it gave you a shared experience you controlled for once. But it's stopping you moving forward. Our legacy is stopping you moving forward. And now it's starting to hurt your friends. We've rebooted Jay so many times, it's like he's running on Windows 98. So what, we just pretend none of this ever happened? Of course not. You just don't need to turn every single skit that flits into your mind into the days of our fucking lives. No, I'm already halfway through the next episode. It's already sorted. It's gonna gonna work. Oh yeah? What's the format? It's like a true crime podcast, and it's from the from the perspective of Jacob Fabian, and he's gonna he's gonna be in search of in search of Jay, and it's gonna be really cool. So that's your hot take on the wrestling industry, doing a true crime documentary style podcast, something that's never happened in the wrestling industry at all. You're even going off topic. Have you ever tried to engage with your fans? I engage with my fans all the time. Take Mitch for example. He's been with us since the beginning. Oh really? Which is number? Should we call him and ring him up? No. It's not real. We know it's not real. We've known for a while. I'm sorry. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows that he's not real. I just thought with every new twist and turn in the story, it'd foster engagement like a big old mystery. And while you're out there trying to make high art out of sci-fi and combining it with wrestling, how many podcasts came out of nowhere and destroyed you in the ratings in the first few weeks? How many members of the community tried to contact you and engage with you, who have now got thousands upon thousands of fans on Twitter? 
but you ignore it because you were too busy playing with your toys. More than I've ever counted. With this type of production, you have the tools to make some of the most interesting wrestling podcasts I've ever heard. But instead of using those skills to build a community you can engage with, you've crawled up your own ass. Alright, I get it. Well, it's okay. Because we've decided to save the day. We code up our friends in the organization. Got hold of the Glove of Russo. Decided to end the storyline. What? You can't do that. That's my storyline. Oh, shut the fuck up. So, gonna send you back to the 4th of April, uh, 2021. Um, we've set you up a Twitch, a twitch.tv. Um, gonna record using that now. So, that's twitch.tv forward slash Wrestling podcast. Focus on your current content. Myself, Jesse, all the other characters will be back to check up on you. Periodic basis, bloody blah, but, um, yeah. Other than that, time to move forward, Rich. Time to move forward. Really? Can't end like this, though. It's not an end. It's a new beginning. It's time you left your always behind. But there's a way back, isn't there? There's always a way back, Rich. Just get out of your own head. Do a bit of wrestling podcasting. I love doing this so much. I used to lie awake at night doing this. Because it was so much fun. Dreaming of new adventures and stuff like that. It was amazing. Thank you. You love doing this too much. I know. Beam me up, Jesse. See you on the other side. Welcome to JFabe! On Twitch! Yeah, yeah. JFabe on Twitch. <laughs> on Twitch! I'm gonna get I'm gonna play some music. I'm gonna play some music to honor 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 the fallen. Um there we go. I'll do it. There it is! There it is! There it is! Welcome to JFabe on Twitch. My name is Rich. I'm not a clone or a time duke at the moment. Um, I'm just me, and Jay's here. Yeah, he's always here. You see there, I'm in the bottom right corner. That's true. Jay is always here. What do you say? What do you say, Jay? No, it's American Boys. I thought he was going to play Stand Deliver. Oh. Oh, I was going to play Stand and Deliver. But um, I'm not quite sure whether Twitch will mute us or not um, because I've never never played Adamant on Twitch before. So yeah, this is fresh new era for us here on JFabe. Um, today we're going to talk about Stand and Deliver Night One and Night Two, airing on Wednesday, April the seventh at eight Eastern, and Thursday, April the eighth, also at eight. Eastern. Um, this is what I look like. If you're looking at us on Twitch, then yeah, that's that's what's going on. We've got um, auto mod enabled on this channel. I don't know what that means. I think if someone comes in and swears at us, then the auto mod will kick them out. So that's kind of cool. Um, but we have a chat room on Twitch <laughs> now. Definitely contact us on the chat room on Twitch, even if you're just going to listen to old episodes and see our beautiful faces. Jay, your face is on on Twitch. Is on Twitch right now. 
and it will be there for the next 14 days. Right, we'll yeah. upload onto YouTube on our channel. This is the way that we are going forward. You can get in contact with JFabe, all of those different channels. We're going to be streamlining those soon. I'm also twitching. Um, Shoot 'em ups at the moment. I'm Shmup Yours on Twitch. Jay is at I am not a robot, where the O's are replaced with T's, but only in the word robot, not in the word not, um, because that would be too consistent. And I at not a time duke. Zeros. The O's are zeros. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, I'm excited because it's our first ever time on Twitch. Um, I, I am, I, I, yeah. I bought a new camera for this and everything. Bought a new camera, mate. Everything looks great. I feel great. Do you feel great? I feel, I feel awesome. Yeah, yeah. You feel, you feel like we've, like we've really turned a corner here. <laughs> I bet you do. I do. I feel like we've really turned a corner. We have turned a corner. We have. Definitely we have. for love corner. Yeah, excellent. So, how was being dead? Again. I you know. It was great. I often, I'm often dead. So, you know, it was just like last time, but this time, I'm frozen. So yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was all, it was all good. Yeah, a bit <laughs> strange. How 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 do you feel now that um now that the powers that be have told no, us to? Dead. I'm alive. Okay. How do you feel now? The powers of B have told us to stop doing the wrestling po- the wrestling podcast with the sci-fi stuff in it, so that we can focus on our core content. Organization taking over the world, mate. Dave Meltzer and his boys. Feel kind of alright about it. Cool. A Let's. Bit, a bit sad that the. A bit sad that. Stories have to end, but. We are moving forward, so are moving let's get forward. on with that. We are moving forward. Let's get on with it indeed. So first off, going to take a look at Wikipedia. I am going to jump into Wikipedia, and the reason I'm doing that is to find out what the card is for Stand and Deliver so that I can make really awesome predictions about it. Um, so I'm going to search for Stand and Deliver, and that won't bring up somebody else. Um, stand and Deliver. NXT. If I put that in, maybe it'll find the right page. Um, stand and deliver disambiguation. Stand and deliver NXT takeover. Stand and deliver. Here we go. So, first off, before we go on to stand and deliver, big news coming in this week is, of course, Kurabushi losing the IWGP Heavyweight Championship of the World. To Will Ospreay. I mean, who saw that coming? Um, I certainly didn't. I mean, Will Ospreay. What the hell? Well, I mean, he broke away from chaos, made his own faction. But I thought they would have given it a year or two before they decided to push him up that far. But they've gone straight with it. Yeah, they've been leading quite heavily um, for a while with him kind of as their key into the West, which, uh, given the accusations that came out with speaking out, um, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Mm. It really Mm. is. Um, Because I don't think it's going to have the impact in the West that they're hoping it'll have. Um, as a result of those accusations. Do they think that people in the West are just going to forget about well, what's happened? I mean, to be fair, 
Um, just just moving shit there to give myself a bit of a better angle. Well, to be fair, I think it's people in the West. An issue. Is is the problem that people in the West don't always think it's too much of an issue? I'm gonna move it back now. And move it back. There we go. Just in between my little mic stand. Look at that. Look at that. It's like a key of wise. Just seeing it straight off. Straight off, mate. Don't know what this tag's for. I just put it on the other day. Don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, just moving the camera around. We can do that now. We can move the camera around. Um, if you are listening to us at anchor.fm forward slash jfabe, then things may seem a little bit different as a result of all that. Um, but it's okay. It's okay. You'll get the same core content. Where the fuck is Taz? Taz wanted a bit of a break, but he will be back um, fairly shortly. Um, so, yeah, look forward to some more Where the Fuck is Taz content with Taz. He is at TimeDukeTaz on Twitter. If you search for Time Duke Taz in space, you can get in contact with Taz himself. And when I say himself, I mean it's 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 a voice I do. I'm just pulling the veil back. I'm pulling it back, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know this is going to be shocking, but this is this is how you foster engagement, mate. Is is you just pull back those layers and just say, "Surprise, I'm not a time duke." Um, do you think Will Osprey is going to? <laughs> yes, everyone was. Everyone thought you were. <laughs> It was a convincing impression. They're like, oh, he sounds exactly like a time drink would sound. Um, do you think Will Ospreay, <laughs> you know, a common or garden not, um, time drink like you find in any robot body shop emporium? Um, do you think Will Ospreay is the right person for them to be leading with into the West? Because, and what does this say to our previous prediction or my previous prediction? I'll own it that Kota Ibushi was going to... Why have I got a screwdriver in my hand? Kota Ibushi was going to um, end up fighting Kenny Omega um, in Kenny Omega's random quest for gold. Ibushi could still get it back. There is always that opportunity for him to get that back. But normally when someone gets tired, they hold on to it for quite a while before they end up losing it in New Japan Pro Wrestling so I can't see him having a short stint yeah I mean that's the thing isn't it um, <clears throat> I could see so how I would see this story working out if I was writing it um, and I inherited this story at this point um, Kota would again win the G1 he would go on tonight one he would beat um, Will Ospreay and they would have the Kenny Omega match as night two and Kenny Omega would take the belt off Ibushi on night two that would be it or uh, with okay, that but, with that but why would put Kenny be in the title picture he has to do something to, has to, do something to be in the title well, picture he can't just turn up and be like I'm having a title shot that's the thing he's Kenny Omega he can and he could very easily lay out that challenge and Will Ospreay could accept it. And Kenny Omega is more likely to challenge Will Ospreay for the title off his own back than he would Kota Ibushi with the championship. 
from a character perspective that works better for Kenny Omega because we know that at this stage in his career the cleaner has always avoided Kota Ibushi the cleaner doesn't like interacting with him because Kota Ibushi forces the cleaner to become the best bout machine Kenny Omega good guy happy guy smiley guy goodbye good night here's some here's some yaoi chicks to have a fight are they are they called yaoi yushi Yoshi scared of Kota Um Yeah, the cleaner is scared of Kota Ibushi, but he's not scared of him because he thinks that Kota Ibushi can win. He's scared because he doesn't think he can be the cleaner against Kota Ibushi. That's always been the case. Um, if you look back to the AJ Styles interaction during Wrestle Kingdom 9, um, if you look back to the interaction at the G1 Climax um, when Kota Ibushi appeared backstage for the first time after his excursion, Kenny Omega ran into him and... Um, Kota Ibushi looked at him as if to say what the fuck are you doing riding with a bullet club and Kenny couldn't even face him that's the problem the cleaner cannot interact with Kota Ibushi and remain the cleaner um, because the emotions the feels are too strong it hits him right in the feels mate and that's um, that's the problem that he has so I mean he's a heel now so you saying that tells me that when he does face Kurobushi finally faces him he won't win and turn face again um that's his choice really or or he'll get over that and kick his ass yeah he has to go one of two ways one of them has to kind of one of them has to pick up the dark side as it were and really go for it one of them really has to has to either Kurobushi needs to tap into that part of him which we know can hurt Kenny Omega physically in many different ways and that could finally be Kurobushi's moment to do that or Kenny Omega would lose and him and Kurobushi would become the golden lovers again now I would as a fan I would love to see the second option as Okay, as a fan of wrestling and a fan of the Golden Lovers, I would love to see the second option. As a fan of great narrative, I would love to see the first option. I would love to see Kota Ibushi go darker than Kenny Omega, defeat Kenny Omega, become not just the Golden Star, but the shooting star. The one who gets stiff. The next Suzuki. The next Ishii. The I next, like that. Yeah. That's, I like that. That's what I see. That's what I've seen the dark side come out of Ibushi a few times. Not only that, but this is part of a story that Ibushi has been telling since he was with, since he was first wrestling with Kenny Omega back in 2011. Um, there was a very famous, um, there was a very famous match versus Ishii um, back in um, when was it? Back in G1. I, I want to say 2014. Um, where he was incredibly dark, hit that three-way match with um, with Loki that he was involved in. Very, very vicious at points in that as well. Um, that was that was a while ago, um, and it, it has been that case. And then he finally beat Tetsuya Naito with that dark, animalistic, complete and utter no-sell side of himself. Um, so that's no so disregard for the other competitor, complete strong style, stomping on the head repeatedly. Mm. 
vicious, vicious. Um, that's not the coat that you'd invite home Very to. Vicious. That's not the coat you'd invite home to um, to spend some time with grandma. Definitely not. Um, that's the coat that you you'd avoid. <laughs> In a dark alley, that is Kurta going full on Ronin. So I will be very interested in seeing where that goes. Um, shall we move on to night one of Stand and Deliver, WWE's pay per view for the for the for the kids down in NXT, for the kids down in NXT, mate. That's what it's for. for the kids down in NXT. Yeah. Let them, well, the let... first night's taken over the NXT spot. Mm. So that's going to be on BT Sport in the UK and USA Network in the US, is it? Is that wrong? Fantastic. And, um, I mean... But the second night will be network only. Network only. That's interesting. That's interesting. So, I mean, we know that's not going to not gonna have... <laughs> we know that's not going to have any form of racism or anything on it because Peacock will just jump right on that. Peacock will be right in there. Um, obviously, I'm referencing. They will shut it down. Yeah, they will. They will shut the whole thing down. Um, we're obviously referencing the WWE's recent switch to Peacock, where um, many people have found that old and slightly risque content is being removed. Um, some of it is probably about time that it disappeared. Rowdy Roddy Piper, WrestleMania Six, um, Vince McMahon. At Survivor Series 2003, um, that was yeah, Survivor yeah. Series, wasn't it? Um, one of those things that that one definitely was one of those things that worked at the time because it looked like liberal attitudes were going a different way, um, and now it's it's kind of aged very poorly as a result. Um, I think. Um, because obviously the the prevailing agreement now is that those words aren't okay coming out of a white person's mouth and every right in the world for people to decide that as far as I'm concerned. But a, lot of, a lot of white pipe stuff be, be deleted because um, he wasn't the most PC person in the world, was he? I think that's the problem that we're going to find um, is that and and this is the concern of a lot of people um, I'm pretty sure Jim Cornette's made this argument um, I know for a fact that other people have made this argument um, If when you start with the wrestling industry where do you stop I think is the question and for me I don't think there's any I don't think there's any way you can stop because if you look through I mean, what you could go, you could go to WCW and say that Alex Wright's um, gimmick was offensive to Germans. You could go, you could go back to any of the little podunk backwards um, territories that WWE networks got on it and say there's something wrong here. Um, I mean, I certainly know some people who would take great offence at Adrian Street, um, and not because they're Puritans, but because they feel that he is culturally appropriating a certain type of type of clientele um and that the question is where does that end i suppose for me um i don't know so basically what you're saying is what's going to happen is peacock are just going to delete everything up until wwe went pc i would say and then there'll be no content i would say that you're going to see 
true. Loads of that stuff's getting deleted. Well, that's the thing. I mean, do you delete Hulk Hogan's matches, for instance? What? Because they're actually really bad. No, because he's a because he's a racist cunt. But he is a racist cunt. And we've just we've just. We've just definitely confirmed that this is a mature Twitch channel. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's the problem is that you've got the whole of the Attitude Era, um, and I don't know who it was who made this point, but you have the whole of the Attitude Era currently being rifled through by an intern at NBC who doesn't know the product, doesn't understand the context of the time, and doesn't give a shit about preserving it who's just got a tick sheet of things that can and can't be said. Mae Young's hand, for the first time, on that young intern's face when he wasn't even born then. That, I mean, I would love to be a... Giving birth to hand. I would love to be a fly on the wall during the choppy choppy pee-pee episode of Raw. I mean, just seeing his reaction to that... Um, you know, because these aren't going to board level. These aren't even touching Vince McMahon because he's he's too busy counting more money. Um, but what can you say? Oh, Jay's fallen over. Jay's fallen over. Jay's fallen over. While Jay writes his ship, um, we're going to talk about Pete Dunne and Kushida. A match I'm very excited about and I wish could be longer. Jay, thoughts? Well, the storyline behind this is who is the best technical wrestler? <clears throat> so you've got Kushida coming in with this, with this complete strong style, his submission based strong style that it seems to be now. Um, and then you've got Pete Dunne, who's bringing the British style. Mm. This British strong style kind of, of technical element. Technical wrestling. So, yeah, exactly. So that means. They're just going to get a really good match out of this. Yeah. If you think about I, it. I think we're going to get a great match out yeah, of no, this. Yeah, it should have been higher on the card, for sure. Definitely. Um, I think they'll maximise the time. I think for real wrestling fans, I think um, definitely it should be higher on the card. Um, and You're not a real wrestling fan. Um, you know, I'm not one of those, but... I think, I think people who have been following the sport to the degree that we have, where the style... Of Kushida and the style of Pete Dunne is such a good match. Like if this was happening in progress, I I wouldn't have felt I'd got my money's worth out of those two wrestlers unless it went over thirty minutes. Um, and I think that they they would feel the same way. New Japan Pro Wrestling could make could make justice of this. Could do justice with it. Um, can NXT do but justice NXT. with those two people? Is the question. It is Takeover. So hopefully we'll be getting takeover. What is the word I'm looking for? Takeover Take matches because yeah, takeover take everyone matches. just goes hundred percent, don't they? Yeah, level matches. Yeah, because obviously for some takeovers we did not get that. Um, it's picked up recently. The the product's picked up recently. Um, it's definitely watchable now. Because yeah. for a few weeks it wasn't. And definitely for both of these superstars, this is their first. Um... This is their first real go at a WrestleMania um, payday, 
effectively. I mean, it's probably not going to be the same as if they're in MetLife, but it's going to be their yearly equivalent of a WrestleMania payday, which will probably be a lot more money than Kushida would have seen outside of Wrestle Kingdom yearly. Um, you know, and definitely it'll be a lot more money than Pete Dunne's been offered um, in his in his lifetime. Um, probably outside of All Japan anyway. Um, did he go to All Japan or was it Noah? He spent a brief time in those, but I can't remember him being big. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm I hoping it goes longer than 15 minutes. For me, it's a win if it goes longer than 15 minutes. Um, and I I have no concern about the quality of match that those two superstars can put out. Um, MSK, which is Wesley and Nash Carter, will face the grizzled young veterans James Drake and Zach Gibson, along with Legaldo, Legado del Fantasma, that's Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde, in a triple threat tag team match for the Bacon NXT Tag Team Championship. Now, you're going to have to catch me up on NXT because the last thing I watched from NXT was in October. Um, sorry, Spooktober! That's going to become a thing. Just you wait. Just you wait until the end of September. Um, what happened to the tag team titles? Why are they vacant? What's going on there? What's the crack, Jay? What's the crack? In our new section, what's the crack? Jay. Well, this is a new section I had no 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 idea about. Uh, oh, so okay. basically, um, I would play. I would play you. Sorry, a, I would play you ukulele thing, but I um, I, oh, we can do this on Twitch, by the way. Um, you know, because it's not that formal. But look, fucking fucked up the string, mate. I was doing the chorus of um the bottom string. You see it? It's missing, mate. Well unhappy. Snapped off while I was doing the chorus of um Alexander Hamilton. Because you know, I really like to battle, I like to Excellent. rattle that out. Yeah. Um, sorry. Go. <laughs> What's the crack? <laughs> so basically, Martin Stone is his name in the UK. For some reason, his name escapes me for NXT. But he's got an injury, so he had to vacate the titles. Well, just him. So th- this is how this match came about. Yeah. So obviously, only Lorcan can't defend the tag team titles by himself. That makes sense. That is a shame. So what they've um, had to do is, is vacate the, t- the championship. And now this match came about. That's how this match came about, basically. Fair play. Um, what do you reckon is going to happen? For me, I think the Grizzly Young Veterans should take it because I've it now two times they've been runners up. In the District Cup Championship, um, they proved James Drake has come over leaps and bounds since going into the American NXT for sure. Um, he can actually cut a promo now, which is great because then he can obviously be side Zach Gibson while he's doing his stuff, and then he can add to that instead of just standing there nodding all the time. So that's great. I've always had a problem with James Drake, but now I don't, and his wrestling capabilities is much better. But um, with these three, you've got the more technical capability coming out of the Grizzly Young Veterans. Um, to counteract the high flying style of MSK and also Del Fantasma, so it's mm. going to be a good contrast. Yeah, I think. Um, so I think the gri- grizzled young veterans for me. I think it's their time. I think they need that. Um, I am ready for the grizzled young veterans to really make a make a splash on a on a larger stage. Um, we can stamp. 
Exactly, exactly. I think um, Zach Gibson in particular um, is is a massive, massive win for WWE just whenever he's on screen. Um, I think Triple H is probably really? yeah. Um, I think Triple. The thing is, Triple H is really looking forward to just seeing him in the ring. I think Vince McMahon is seeing that tag team and saying Zach Gibson could be the next Sheamus. Which is really fucking sad, but I know that that's what he's thinking. Well, no, he can be the first Zach Gibson because he I know that a completely different style of Chambers. I know that you know that Triple H knows that Vince McMahon doesn't know that. But Vince does not know that. He sees. Does he he's, think Zach Gibson's Irish as well? He sees a gobby person from across the pond. You know, you know full well that the first thing Vince McMahon's going to do. Is stop him from speaking, and then try and rebrand him as either Scottish, Irish, or English, born and bred. You know, so he's either going to be, he's either going to be Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, or William Regal. That's I what. I mean, with William Regal, he's got more of a similar style to William Regal. Hmm. And Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon will just hear the same. He'll hear that accent and think, "That's exactly the same as William Regal's. He sounds like he's from exactly the same city. He's got to be William Regal's. Let's make him William Regal's son." And the next thing you know, that's what it will be. He's not scouts at all. That's Vince McMahon for you. Um, you know, he he was a guy who <laughs> he was a guy who um, sat on um. Sat on the exalted one because he didn't because he didn't want um, he didn't think that he could he should open his mouth if he hadn't got a good southern accent, so yeah, he demanded he talk southern and then um, and then when he couldn't and when he said I can't talk southern he said of course you can look at you, and then you know off he went tried to talk southern he said you can't talk never gave him a mic again, so yeah, um, not that anyone was bitter coming out of that apart from everyone um, yeah I think they're taking it Wesley and Nash Carter I haven't really seen um, Raw Mendoza and Joaquin Wild I think Legado Del Fantasma oh, you're for a treat then MSK excellent I'm looking forward to it um, I mean I I like what they do in NXT with the tag team division um, it's one of my favourite parts of NXT um, I know that it's not quite AEW's tag team division. Have, exactly, didn't they have a better tag team division because they really focused on that when AEW had a focus on the tag team division. So it was like they're trying to counteract that in their own programming, but with them moving to Tuesdays, they don't really need to do that anymore. Mm. I mean, will we see? Will we see this kind of all peter out over that time? Who knows? Um, I, I It depends very much who is working backstage at the time because we know full well that NXT is going to change hands within the next few months um, because everything changes hands after SummerSlam, after WrestleMania once the ratings drop and Vince McMahon panics. Um, so we never know who's going to end up in charge of NXT by SummerSlam. Um, but hopefully, whoever it is will be a fan of tag team wrestling. Um, fingers crossed. Leon Ruff... Isaiah Swerve Scott, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, LA Knight. These aren't names of 
particularly seedy nightclubs. Um, but in fact, the six competitors in the six-man gauntlet eliminator match to determine the number one contender for the NXT North American Championship on night two, which is match number three on the card. Thoughts on this one? Um, I mean, this could technically be anybody's, mm-hmm. apart from Cameron Grimes, who's obviously going to get his ass kicked by Dexter Loomis. Um, I mean, this type of match is actually quite good. Six-man call and eliminator style. Have you have you have you seen one of these before, Rich? Uh, yeah, these are the type where um, one person, two people start off, and then the winner stays on, right? I think they've switched up it slightly. Okay. Um, let's just quickly give it a little... Oh, I'm clicking on the wrong thing. There we go. So that will be... So it's just linked to the match types. Gauntlet for the... So is it like Gauntlet for the Gold style? Oh, crybaby match. Did you see that? Cry, cry loser would have to... Dra- oh, yeah. Jailhouse um, match. Yeah. I like these, that these are... these. Oh. They've like got all of these stipulation-based... Well, yes, you're right, Rich. That's exactly what it is. Ah, perfect. Um, so, if that is what it is, um, then... <sighs> the funny thing is, out of all of these people, I know that the one person who can last for well over an hour in that entire list is Cameron Grimes. Um, you know, on the Indies yeah. he had he had seventy to ninety minute matches. Um he was famous he was once known as the two hour man, I believe. <laughs> you know, he has had some absolute belters. Um I don't I could see him I could see them perhaps using him to elevate somebody else by having him come in first then Bat number five, Dexter Loomis is the one who finally takes him down. And then... Dexter Loomis for the win, clearly. You due reckon? To the, the storyline, him kidnapping. Um, why are all the names gone out of my head? Because all the names are practically the same. <laughs> right, this is the problem of NXT. They have the same... Who's, who's the other guy in the way with Johnny Gargano? What is his name? He, he went up to Raw... All the names are in front in, of you, Jay. Well, if he's not in the match, he can't win it. Austin Theory. Austin Theory, Austin so Theory yeah. Dex Loomis kidnapped Austin Theory. Okay. okay. Um, Dex Loomis is, has been basically on Johnny Gargano's back for quite a few weeks now. Okay. So, so I see him winning and moving on to the second night. Of course, to face um, Johnny Gorgano for the for the gauntlet elimination, that's fair. Um, in that Cam case, in. I think um, I think it makes sense from a storytelling purpose perspective that Cameron Grimes will be um, the last one in with Dexter Loomis um, because obviously his reaction to Dexter Loomis is so hilarious every time. Um, so that's been established. Um, I think we'll get some good stuff out of Swerve, and I think we'll get some really good stuff out of Leon Ruff. And yeah, there's one and brought like... everyone in there. Uh, 
great wrestlers. Uh, I think I've said that in a conversation with you that Eli Knight is it's time's past. He should have joined five years ago to NXT. He shouldn't have gone to NWA. Mm. And now he's trying to make up for the loss. But it, it, I don't think it will happen. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the the glitz and glamour of the NWA, you know, Billy Corgan's Billy Corgan's land of dreams. So much I'm looking forward to I mean, is Walter of us. Sorry, the delay there played on us. Billy Corgan was great in, in, in the TNA, and the stuff that he touched was gold. But on NWA, just not a great TV. I like melancholy and infinite sadness. Um, so Walter will face Tommaso Ciampa. Jay, thoughts on Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa? This for me. Walter. 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 Match of the night. Yeah, I, sorry, my um, my um, inner Nigel McGuinness is showing there. Walter. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa definitely going to be match of the night. It's actually one that I am looking forward to the most on this card. Um, I think mostly just to see Walter in an NXT ring um, defending um, the United Kingdom Championship because that's not something we see often enough and definitely isn't something we've seen often enough within the last year. Um, I've been vastly disappointed in the pandemic and the fact that we haven't seen as much Walter as I'd like and he hasn't been up against very many um, reasonable contenders for his position um, since... Tomato Champer. I want to say Ildra Droganoff um, was probably the last person I can think of that had a reasonable they shot. They always have good matches, that's the thing. They always have good matches. Ildra Droganoff could have short, a good match with he's, anyone. He's never had a win against against Walter. Mm. And it's, it's a fair point, and I think um, Ildra has that ability to make Walter look like an absolute killer. Um, and And it's definitely paid dividends. Um, I would say, for sure. But you got, but then you've got also got a competitor now, like like Dragonoff, who will give it back to to Volta. And I have it on good source of Alex Gracie that Volta doesn't like being hit. Walter doesn't like being hit. He doesn't know. No. Um, so no, he likes to give it, but he can't take it. Oh really? And that's you're definitely go you're definitely happy with us saying which wrestler told you that. I think I just did already. Excellent. <laughs> um, so there you go, Walter. If you are listening, don't forget to kill that guy. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, we like Alex, he's a friend of the show. Um <laughs> Definitely editing that out of the um, of the highlight reel. Um, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So, who do you think's winning this? Is this going to be oh, a case is of? Winning. Is he though? I would say so. Apparently, we're getting the black heart. We're getting the Master Champer of old coming in into this match so Tommaso Ciampa NXT takeover level it's going to be fire but I don't see him winning yeah that's fair that's fair um, for me I think the story to tell there is 
Because with Walter, the story can always be, it's just not enough. You know, the guy's so big, and the guy is such a such a mastodon in the ring that it's very often a case of you put anyone against Walter, they give him everything, and then the story they just have to tell is it is not enough, and that's it. That's all it needs. And Tommaso Champa pulling out everything he possibly can. Um, including going back to those extreme days of his feud with um, Johnny Gargano or even his even his earlier work as that dude getting chokeslammed by The Undertaker. You know, um, those great pieces of classic Tommaso Ciampa work that the WWE have shown us. Um, you know, uh, but no, no, seriously, um, I think that him just throwing everything he can at Walter and still walking away the loser will continue to make Walter look fucking great and that's what you need with Walter especially considering that for a lot of the fans who are tuning into this the last real glimpse of Walter that they had um, on that level with a performer of that level was him being the first to be eliminated at Survivor Series yeah that was really strange for him to be out first even the, even the crowd was like hey what's going on here and maybe maybe I would I would say um that that was that wasn't you may have involved it was he looked weak very weak I would say that that was a political decision on Vince McMahon's side I mean we all know that that call came from McMahon it, Certainly, certainly didn't come from anyone other than McMahon, and it was very much a case of we can't let a UK guy get beaten by be any of these guys because these are on our A show. That's what it was. It was it was Raw versus SmackDown, but like four rungs down the ladder. <laughs> you know, he probably would have got better out of a two hundred five mm. guy. Mm. I guess Ford was happy to do the job. Um. I think the amount of money that Walter's well, getting to be it, there. But just did it anyway. Yeah, I think the amount of money that Walter gets to be there, I think he'll be happy to do whatever. And it's so rare that he does actually take a pin that you know, it's probably a bit of a novelty for him to end the night early. And then the main event um on night 1, Io Shirai, Raquel Gonzalez with Dakota Kai, um singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, women's championship, women's championship, women's. Um, that's the plural. Um, how's this going to go, Jay? As a fan of, as a fan of either female wrestling, you you go nuts, mate. Go nuts. Go nuts, mate. So the way I see this going is either Raquel goes over. <clears throat> excuse me, very clean in this match, and she's clearly been dominating. Um, you Shirai backstage or Dakota Kai is going to turn on her partner because she feels like she deserves the opportunity and Raquel Gonzalez turns face okay that would make That's, sense like, they're, they're my two predictions yeah I mean something has to come out of this Dakota Kai situation um, at this point I would say because uh, at the moment she's taking a back seat yeah, and, and when she turned heel, that, that, she didn't want to take a backseat anymore when she first turned heel. So why would that part of her character now just not be there anymore? 
so it would make sense for her to turn on Drakel. Oh, it's that one. Um, yeah, I would say so. I would definitely say so. It's an interesting one. Um, I can't see them taking the belt off Io Shirai. I think they see money. Had the championship for a while. She has, but I think they see money in her. I think that's why she's had it for a while. I think that they might even go so far as um, to have to have her drop it to someone from the main roster um, at some point um, and use that as a as a way of getting her up. Um, I, I, that happens a lot more in the women's scene. Um, so I I don't know. I've just got this feeling that Io Shirai can only really lose it to Charlotte probably. <laughs> Because of course Charlotte needs to go in and shit on everyone every periodically. She is is nearly time for a um it's nearly time for a yearly bowel movement where she goes over to NXT well, and just know, takes a shit she, on wasn't the it? She'd be she'd be Charlotte and Ripley in a triple threat match. Yeah, uh, so, in your house so to get the title and that was last year. Both of those people owe her. And I think considering the way that the woman's scene still works, um I just have a feeling that there's going to be a receipt somewhere involving that title, um, and I think they're just waiting for the time when that would make sense. But that's just. Well, that's... Ripley is off to WrestleMania to face Oscar, so. Well, yeah. So it could be. Could be anything. Um, if Oscar beats Rhea Ripley, um, then Rhea Ripley might just go for Io Shirai. Alternatively, Charlotte might, um, or maybe I'm just barking up the wrong tree here. Maybe it is just. You know, water under the bridge and, you know, just going to carry on. I'd be interested to see whatever way it goes, if I'm to be honest. Um, Saying that, that's the end of night one. Well, (laughs) goodbye everybody. (laughs) No, we are just kidding, because there is indeed a night two. And we are going to take a look at that right now. Um, Night 2, April the 8th. Ember Moon, Shotzi Blackheart versus The Way, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Um, And before we do this, actually, do we feel a bit like a break? I was going to suggest a little bit of a break. Yeah, um, I don't have a break thing set up yet, so everybody enjoy... Enjoy images of me playing caravan mode on Star Soldier for the TurboGrafx um, and advertising my channel. <laughs> <laughs> um, be back in five. A little bit of cross-promotion. A little bit of cross-promotion, there you go. Hey guys, it's me, Jesse the Body Ventura. When I'm not doing copious amounts of steroids in the 1980s, I like to watch JFabe on twitch.tv forward slash JFabe Wrestling Podcast. It's really fun. I can interact with the guys and really become part of the conversation. We're going to do it on Discord, but Discord is jank as fuck. Anyway, if you want to get involved, you can also watch it on YouTube under the channel name JFabe. That's with a space in it because the other one got took by bastards. Don't forget to click like and subscribe. Of course, we're still available on anchor.fm forward slash jfabe and where all good podcasts are found. Make sure you tune in next week when Time Juke Taz will be hosting Where the Fuck is Taz for the first time ever. He may even spend a longer time on there interacting with fans. He might drop in from time to time, so don't you miss it. And finally, let's not forget our availability on Twitter. 
Twitter is at Podcast. There's also at I'm not a robot for J. The O in robot is replaced with zeros to make life really difficult when I'm doing adverts. Taz has a Twitter as well. It's at TimeJuke Taz. And Rich is available at Not a Time Juke, or you can watch him play video games on at Shmupiars on Twitch TV. I, I feel so dirty saying that. Why do I have to say that? Anyway, I'm going to go and play poker with Chico Santana. See you guys on the flip side. Is 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 that something kids kids say nowadays? I don't know. See you see you on the flip side. What the hell is the flip side? I I I don't get people anymore. So <laughs> we're still working out the kinks here, um, but that's okay. It's gonna. I'm still gonna have to edit a little bit um, from this video um, as we go into our next conversation, which is of course night two, April the eighth of WWE NXT Takeover Stand and Deliver um, on USA Peacock Network in the US. Um, is the title correct on Twitch, Jay? It should say Jay Fabe Wrestling Podcast NXT Predictions. And it should say wrestling opinion from two English guys. No, I've still got J Fabe on Twitch with nine two at the top. Oh wow, it's got no 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 no. Above above the banner, actually off the video and on the top of this on the text on the screen. J J is a lot of fun to do podcasts with. He's very technical. Gonna use his magic, magic technique. There we go. There yeah. we go. It says stand and deliver now. Oh, beautiful. Night one and two. Perfect, perfect. Right. <laughs> That's not what we're looking at. We are not looking at that. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, Ember Moon and Shitsy Blackheart versus The Way, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Um, that is. For the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, Jay, what are your thoughts on this? How's that going for you? When and where did this come about? Um, who do you think is going to win? And one more question, which I haven't worked out yet. <laughs> uh, this only came about um, in the last NXT episode when Emma Moon and Shotzi Blackheart accepted the challenge from the way. But there's been backstage segments saying that they shouldn't be champions and things like that. And they've just come out and challenged them. They haven't really won a match for it or anything like that. So, just one of those, really. I'm working on my nodding. Um, as you're on a delay, you'll you'll get to see that very shortly. Um, cool. <laughs> um, who do I you do think see Amun and Shotzi winning. As yeah. of when he just got the titles. Okay. Okay, so really for them it's kind of an establishing themselves as as the champions kind of thing and the way are. First champions, which was Raquel Gonzalez Mm. and Dakota Kai, who lost on their first night of title defense. So there was champions for all of, I don't know, an hour. Oh, the nodding's there. Yeah, 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 enjoying the nodding. Yeah, that's good. That's, um, yeah, yeah. Was it convincing? <laughs> you may see me. You may yeah. see me nod in the future. Really it's it's a bit that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna integrate. Um, cool. A match that I think a lot of people have kind of anticipated um, in many ways um, is of course Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. 
Um, this is really the this is really the payoff, um, or at least in Vince McMahon's eyes, this would be the payoff to any stable, which is of course the two biggest single stars coming out of said stable, or potentially biggest single stars coming out of said stable, having a big old rock over who, who won the stable, who's who's like the winner of the stable, the leader or the better wrestler. Um, so, yeah, what's what's your thoughts on all of that, Jay? This is meant to be the co-main event, so I'm not, I'm not really understanding why it would be on second. Um, and for an Sancho match as well, I don't understand why it would be second either. Mm. But, yeah, they're going to be the crap out of each other. Absolutely be the crap out of each other. Yeah, I think they are. There's weapon missions in there as well, I reckon. Um, there'll be involvement from Roderick Strong. Because he's done with both of them. He walked out of NXT... Um, on the last episode, but obviously he'll come back for this match. So definitely um, from, well, I mean that's what these matches are really for, aren't they? They're the um, they're the, the return of Bobby Fish. I think it would need the return of Bobby Fish, really, if 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 we wanted to say it was complete. Um, I would like it to have the return of Bobby Fish. I like Bobby Fish. Um, in and and I feel that the faction needs to come full circle. Um, so it's part of that, really, for me at least. Um, and well, I'm hoping to help Kyle Riley as they are Red Dragon. You could see that happening. Mm. Um, but Roddy's definitely the wild card, and will probably be the one who decides who wins this match. Mm. That's fair. Sure. Yeah, that's that's my thoughts. What's your thoughts? Um. I think yeah, that's what you're looking at. You're looking at basically, you're looking at the undisputed era having their big blowout finally. You're looking at all of the old, you're looking at all of the old rivalries and all of the old bits coming together. You, I think this is the second to last possible match that the undisputed era could have, um, really, because it's the ultimate. Who's the best? Who is the leader? Who is who is really the bigger? man coming out of the Undisputed Era and that's what the story is that they're telling I think the only real thing that they could do beyond that would be um, a four way match, a later date between all four of them where obviously Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly put themselves out of the picture um, early on and one of the other guys take the rub um, possibly because they're too busy bickering and not really willing enough to take wrestling to the next level which ultimately is what the undisputed era were originally there to do right that was like their original mo was to was to bring great wrestling to and i think that out of everybody kyla riley's probably the person who's done that so for me he would be the i mean adam cole fantastic but he has transitioned into the wwe style so well so well, um, particularly when it comes to his promo work, particularly when it comes to how he interacts with the audience, particularly when it comes to how he lives and breathes a gimmick. Um, for me, I think that it makes perfect sense that um, Adam Cole really needs to be done with NXT fairly soon. Um, and I think that the logic would be there to have him moving out whereas Kyle O'Reilly he could carry this towards a championship run he could carry this towards a, a, a big face run that could last all the way over till next Wrestlemania 
and I think um, if I was booking it, that would be how I would put it together. What about um, what, what? What's your thoughts on that? What, do you have a do you have a repost for that? Do I think Kyle O'Reilly should have a title run or have a title run coming out of this? Um, one thing about Kyle O'Reilly is he needs to work on his promos a lot, and his new angsty teen look probably isn't the best way forward. Um, but his double denim cut off jacket and band t shirts with his mohawk. Well, that's, um, uh, you know, that's obviously, um, that's obviously what Triple H thinks is cool. Yes, clearly. I mean, he's, he's obviously asked his teenage daughters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Or like, I mean, or like Vince McMahon. Like- <laughs> with Kyle O'Reilly, maybe they were trying to pull in a certain crowd with that. Mm. Well, I mean, honestly speaking about Kyle O'Reilly in regards to that, he does have. I don't want to. I don't want to kind of put all my. I don't want to put my card on the table this quickly. Usually, on introducing myself to a new audience, but Kyle O'Reilly does have the potential to be the heartthrob of the group coming out. Um, and I think. I think it makes sense that they would potentially go for that bad boy image. I don't know whether he's the right person considering the level of discipline that's clearly on display when he's in the ring. Um, because he doesn't have those, um, he doesn't, what's that guy from Barrow's name? Barrow. Yeah. From Barrow. Um, progress wrestling. Yeah. You've lost Black him, yeah. belt. Black belt in kick attitude. Oh, Chris Ridgway. There we go. He doesn't have the he doesn't have the MMA leanings of Chris Ridgway to the degree where he could pull off that bad boy look, but still retain the same level of discipline. And I think that um, branding him that way may be a bit of a mistake um, in the long term because I don't know if he could pull that that rebel rebel with a cause kind of. Yeah look off now um it's it is just that when you when you're going for a punk style um or a semi-punk style as it is a clean cut punk style um discipline is not what is involved with that style um you know and you end up with this you're ready for this this is this is a word you end up with a bit of a ludonarrative dissonance um between the character and his wrestling style um and that it's probably the same dissonance that Vince McMahon might see in a Keith Lee um you know but here it's it's more on display it's somebody wearing the wrong clothes um effectively it's somebody wearing the wrong gimmick um and with him he just needs to be a well disciplined wrestler that everyone knows if the fight is fair can't be beaten that for me would be the would be the path that I would take with him, but horses for courses it might work, you know, it could could very well work. You never know. People throw into the gimmick like a lot of people have in their gimmicks. So like Bailey, maybe maybe that's yeah. I mean, what's going to happen here? When she first attempted that gimmick, everyone was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then, you know, she came out with she came out with one of the one of the best heel runs a woman's ever had in that company. Um, I would I would go so far as to say, and it's very hard to get a good female. Be number one. Mm. Yeah, and well deserved as well. Um, 
taking this home then who who is going to win this match Adam Cole versus Carl O'Reilly who your chips on the table who's it going to be coming out the winner of this I would say Carl O'Reilly is going to win this match yeah, I I'm kind of with you on that. Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole's destined for bigger things. Um I but we've been saying that for nearly 4 years now. Um you know, we've been wa- waiting for him to be pushed up. What do you say? Could be his last for Raw in NXT and then then moved up to say Raw or SmackDown, hopefully SmackDown. Cuz I think his character would fit better there. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I if we went to we could get Adam Cole AJ Styles, which would be an amazing match. Adam Cole AJ Styles is definitely an amazing potential match. Um, it's one of those matches, though, much like AJ Styles Finn Balor. I could, I could very much see WWE kind of sitting on it. I mean, we only got that magnificent match between AJ Styles and Finn Balor as a result of, um, as a result of. An infection on the fiend, um, well Bray Wyatt at the time, you know um, that match nearly never happened, and it was one of the best matches of 2018. Um, it's a weird one because um, I could very much see them sending him to SmackDown to avoid the inevitable feud with AJ Styles, and then it never happening, um, which would be a disappointment for me but yeah I, I I think you're about right on what you're calling there um, whew. Johnny Gargano versus Gauntlet Eliminator winner um, which you have already put your chips on the table you believe it to be Dexter Loomis um, I'm going to tend to agree um, as you've been watching NXT television and you've you've mentioned there is that story um, what are your thoughts um, on this match is this is this another person for Johnny Gargano to beat um, to continue to add to his legacy of people that everyone's fairly everyone's fairly sick of Johnny Gargano as fans now and or what's what's going on with this Johnny Gargano situation how do you think people are taking his current heel run well it's pretty hard to say without without crowd reaction even though I say you don't really need crowds but you can't really tell until the crowds do come back for Johnny Gargano to see where they are with him, see if they are cheering him or booing him. But I'm indifferent about him. Mm. I'm indifferent about his run. I'm indifferent about his character. I mean, I love Johnny Gargano as a wrestler, but the, the character work in this one, I mean, all, all of their, all of the things they put out there are like mid 90s, like pop culture references, and it's mm. just really outdated. Yeah, it feels, to me, it certainly feels like it is, I think you've hit the nail on the head, to be honest, I think it is nail on the head kind of situation with this, because it does feel like he is, he's going to a box of tricks that was outdated towards the end, towards the beginning of the Attitude Era. Um, Oh, what is my hair trying to, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that, that's fashionable, isn't it? Um... He's. I'll see you in a few seconds. Yeah, you'll see it in a few years. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a weird one. Um, personally, 
I enjoy seeing Johnny Gargano wrestle. I'm not enjoying what's in the ring, uh, what's outside of the ring with Johnny Gargano at the moment. Um, he's just too irritating. He's not particularly. He doesn't feel like a threat because he doesn't have any kind of heater um, in order to be as cocky as he is. Um, and the simple fact is, is if anybody in a normal wrestling environment went around talking like that. Um, you've just seen the hair, haven't you? Uh, anybody in a normal wrestling environment um, went around talking to people like that, he would be... Um, someone would attack him backstage. So he'd need a heater. But for me, it shows that that level of cockiness is going unanswered um, as a storyline piece. Um, and that kind of makes the environment itself feel unrealistic to some degree um, and it's a shame because it just That's needs just needs a little bit of that backstage heat it just needs somebody to just pop him one and actually have a fight with him because if he's going to be cocky to people and then just face them in wrestling matches and occasionally cheat then don't have a wrestling match with him have a fucking street fight you know what I mean as a as a face, yeah. that would be the logical thing to do, especially in NXT. It's an environment where faces can go for street fights, where faces can get involved in that kind of thing. But whatever. Um, I think that Dexter Loomis is not going to win this. Um, I think that he's going to be slated to win this, and then he's going to stub his toe and break his shoulder while he does it. Um, and then the next thing you know is going to be out for seven years again I'm saying that I think he's injury prone right okay yeah yeah Yeah. he's going to sneeze and his eyes are going to fly across the ring or something and then he's going to be you know out for like a year and a half or you know someone he's going to brush past he's going to brush past the curtain and break a rib he's not Kevin Nash (laughs) I don't know the jury's still out on that for me (laughs) we've only seen him in a couple of big matches for them to not even try and attempt to put the title on him right now because obviously Johnny Gargano's stale as hell so they need to mix it up a little bit and then why not yeah that makes sense um, fair play interesting um, so Santos Escobar um, interim NXT Cruiserweight champion with Raw Mendoza and Joaquin Wild is in a ladder match to determine the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight champion um, against Jordan Devlin, um, who may or may not have been mentioned in Speaking Out. Definitely would have been mentioned in Speaking Out. Okay, Jordan Devlin, who has um, currently untested allegations against him within the Speaking Out scandal and is still on television. What are your thoughts on this match? Well... Speaking of wrestling ability, mm. um, these are two two of the best cruiserweights that WWE actually have, and I can see why they're the ones holding the titles. Um, obviously, Jordan Devlin ended up being taken off TV whilst being champion because of the speaking out. Should we call it scandal? Uh, yeah, I think we can call it a scandal at this stage. 
Um, and Santos Escobar. Well, he's been killing it in Japan and New Mexico before he even came to NXT, um, putting on great matches all over the world. Mm. Um, and another one that's taken the WWE style really, really well. Um, so we're looking at yeah, two of the best cruiserweights, I would say, um, in the world. They're in NXT, and they're going to have a ladder match. This is come from this match. This is all of your WrestleManias coming at once, isn't it? Um, I mean, you don't feel that it's been a good April if there hasn't been at least two good ladder matches, one on the Indies and one at WrestleMania or at a WWE event surrounding WrestleMania. <laughs> um, you enjoy a good ladder match. You I'm really saying, do. Just add a ladder to it. Yeah, yeah, that's your thing. Add three ladders to it. It's one of your things. I have the voices. You have the ladder match. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this. As an actual match, the in-ring product, I think, will be very, very good. Um, there's a bit. There's a bit inside me that kind of hopes that this is the end of Jordan Devlin's run. Um, care of my laptop. <laughs> so what'd you say? Nothing, it's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's go. Um, cool. Um, yeah, there's a bit inside of me that says um that I'm hoping this will be the final the final gasp of Jordan Devlin before he disappears off television and um they sort out whatever the but it's not going to be, is it? They, is this gonna no, be a, Is this gonna be a Velveteen Dream style situation where they try? I don't think he's going to get that much heat from the crowd. Cause he's I don't think he's going to get on, on the internet either. He's going to get no heat at all. Because his profile's too low, or... Um, because say his profile's too low, if anyone doesn't say anything, it would be someone from the UK. Um, I don't think any of the American audience would have picked up on this. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it does seem that a lot of the heat to WWE um, from WWE fans was aimed solely at Matt Riddle. And um, and Velveteen Dream, and it seems that a lot of that was based on the fact that the assumption was was that WWE had already cut the wheat from the chaff in the NXT UK crowd, and Jordan Devlin, if he had have done something, would have been um, would have been part of that. Um, now, obviously, we don't know um, the ins and outs of the allegations, what's true or what's not. Um, <laughs> I'm not that confident. That WWE wouldn't run with it. Um, sorry, w- wouldn't just brush it under the carpet if there wasn't an admission of guilt from the talent themselves. Um, if they felt it was lucrative, um, we've certainly felt that with Velveteen Dream, who who um, was obviously guilty enough to delete his Twitter and disappear off that for a long time, um, but not guilty enough to stop making money for the WWE um, whereas you know other superstars um, or former superstars like for instance Gentleman Jack were able or the not so Gentleman Jack were able to um, kind of admit their wrongdoing and immediately leave the business um, so I don't know for me that's all very murky um, I think that they're just going to ignore it all um, and I think they have been ignoring it all um, okay. So yeah, I think I, yeah, um, I think we're going to see Jordan Devlin win, um, yeah. and I, mean, I think I think you're probably there's probably a lot of two sweets going around in the backstage area to make that happen. 
Um, but yeah, it's um, you know it's all about getting the balance right. Uh, balance right. Sorry. Um, speaking of which, Finn Balor versus Karrion. Is that a segue? <laughs> <laughs> it was both a segue and an insinuation my friend it was both um, so Finn Balor versus Karrion Crutch while we're talking Karrion Cross not Karrion Crutch <laughs> there's a point hello my name's Karrion Crutch um, <laughs> I'm here to take your soul what does, what, what does it look like to have Karrion all over your crutch Um, yeah speaking of um, you scratch my back I'll make sure that you end up in the main event on night 2 Finn Balor um, versus Karrion Cross um, in a singles match for the NXT Championship to be fair how far has Finn Balor been since he's rejoined NXT resurgence of a career or what he needs the small arenas I know that sounds weird but he needs that indie big fight feel um, in order to feel pa- impassioned he needs he needs some man guys on his back yeah. yeah I mean it's that classic kind of turning up and smiling you know ah you're going to be you're going to be the smiling Irishman because we've already got a miserable Irishman um, you know <laughs> is that isn't it um Get rid of that and the whole. I'm really happy to be here. Look at me, indie star. I'm, I'm, I was, oh, broke my shoulder. Broke my shoulder. Uh, you know, it, it's it's that's the WWE way, isn't it? Is to is to get one of these people and just make them make them laugh and smile and wave. Um, if they've already got a miserable Irish person, um, you know, and it's. Do you think we're going to see the demon? Obviously, they're two and one the same now, apparently, and he can just flip into the demon whenever he wants. But um, are we gonna? Is he gonna put it out for this WrestleMania before WrestleMania takeover? I think it, it has he referenced the demon because um, I'm not sure what the what the deal is with the demon. I'm very very divorced from the product. So, um, but why not? Show up. There's the demon. Um, I... because it it would more fit um the carrying cross character for him to be the demon. I would say. Um, I think it depends wherever. See, for me, the the story would need to be that carrying cross took the belt. Is is anyone sure if he is actually his son? Because they look similar. Carrying cross. Well. Luckily, we are in the age of the magical internet. Um, I made sure that I when I was button. when I was time traveling, I made sure that I got dropped back here. Um, I do not believe he is the son of the boss man, or related to in some way. There is no reference to that as a possibility. Um, I mean, that's not to say it's not so a many similarities and facial expressions from from them. Mm. Um, well, you never know. You never know. Um, but no, no, nobody seems to be saying that that's a thing um, at the moment. Just going to take a quick gander at a picture of him. 
There is a bit of a big boss man reference there, um, isn't there? Yeah, I can see yeah. what you mean. He seems to he seems to have the same kind of thing going off there. Face. Who did... <laughs> the same face. There we go. There we go. Yeah, that doohickey over over in this area. Um, yeah, who 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 do you think's winning this? Um, because I think if 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 this is a part a time for the demon storyline, Carrying Cross has to win first. Hmm. Yeah, true. And he did only lose the title because of a shoulder injury that he suffered whilst in the match with Keith Lee, um, winning the title from him. And then obviously Finn Balor went in and won the title. Sniped it. So, which has been coming for a while. Yeah. Hmm. But then obviously Finn Balor's been champion for months and months. So. They could put it back in Karen Cross, give him a decent run. But yeah, like you said, uh, maybe the Dean would come out after Karen Cross, maybe chokes Finn Balor out. Yeah, that would that would make sense to me. Um, I would say I would say personally, I I feel that Finn Balor will probably enjoy a little break. Um, I think that. I, I will always want to see the demon come out. Obviously, um, if he loses to Karrion Cross, he will need to spend some time away um, because the only logical thing for that character to do is to go after the belt. That's the only reason Finn Balor, as a heel, fights effectively. Um, that's his driving force: is to be crowned the prince. Um, it's it's the old Goldie storyline, um, really. So he needs time off if he does lose. Um, if he were to come back, and for his main goal to be to defeat Carrion Cross, then he would need to come back, not necessarily in smiley happy face mode, but he would need to come back in anti-hero face mode. Um, ready to bring out the demon and that would need to be the big selling point of that match at which point Karrion Cross would obviously beat him again and then it got to the main roster and be happy and smiling on um, Velocity or the main event or something for the next three years um, and then go back down to NXT again one of those I don't know I'm just kind of so what you're saying that Karrion Cross is going to come out victorious in this I, one. I reckon so um, I I I don't know. He seems to Finn Balor seems to be having a lot of heat, and I think having Kenny Omega as the champion over in AAW, um, it makes sense to have Finn Balor as the champion in NXT. But if they're moving to Tuesday night anyway, then less so. Well, yeah. I mean, the only person that would be interesting matchup, wouldn't it? Again, it really Balor. would. Versus um, Omega. I mean the only person the only person the only person on the NXT roster who could hold a candle um, to Kenny Omega in any serious way would probably be Finn Balor with maybe an Alex um, uh, um, Adam Cole um, as a potential other Johnny Gargano maybe actually there's loads of people now I think about it never mind but Finn Balor is the only person who's already considered an equal to Kenny Omega I think um, in many ways um, so yeah, there you go. Well, two former leaders of the Bullet Club, even though, well, you could say that Kenny was the leader of the Bullet Club, even though he kind of was. 
Yeah, Kenny was a weird one um, because obviously there was the there was the elite, and then there was everything else. Because um, when Kenny led the Bullet Club as such, when he, he definitely led, definitely Yeah, when 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 he led the Bullet Club, he was definitely um, leading it for a period before he broke off into the elite. Um, which interesting, interesting place for them to be. Um, all in all, do you reckon this will be a good event? Um, do you reckon it will be better than WrestleMania? I mean, normally I'd say yes, straight off the bat, but 50-50, you just don't know what you're going to get with them at takeovers anymore. Mm, that's, so that's I'm fair. looking forward to seeing it, and I hope it is better than WrestleMania, because then I'll put NXT back in the forefront. But where it belongs. Where it belongs, but they, they need to prove that's where they need to be. Yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah, I can understand that. Um, other big news coming out of um, that we haven't had a chance to talk about: um, leg slapping. No more, no more thigh slapping. Banned. What's going on, Vince? What's going on? No more thigh slapping. WWE. It's not realistic enough. It's not realistic enough. Don't slap your thigh. Hmm. Bit strange. Bit strange, to be honest. Um, it's all got to be reality now. It's a reality-based now. You know, it's never been done before. Reality-based. Yeah, no, it didn't completely fail in NJPW. <laughs> and and obviously, yeah, and let's not forget. Um, let's not forget it wasn't the thrust of the whole um, when the network was first starting. Um, they almost tried to dub it the reality era, you may remember, um, on under Triple H's kind of push, um, and that kind of failed. Um, but yeah. there was a period when a lot of um, WWE's programming had that kind of reality TV kind of feel to it, um, particularly NXT, um, particularly NXT UK. Um, both of those had a reality TV kind of feel to them for a little while just before they moved into the pandemic. Um now Vince McMahon's obviously got on that train. Doesn't want people to do, um, yeah, leg slaps. Leg slaps. But I'm pretty sure they're using sound effects instead now. So <laughs> of course they are. They got somebody sat there with a leg, and, and the sound effects probably <laughs> of a, is probably of one of the young bucks next, slapping next their leg. button. Leg slap button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next to the um, this is awesome chant button, of course. Um, which which it definitely feels weird hearing that artificially added to a match that I, I can just hear Vince McMahon jizzing every time it happens and he's just like oh it's good shit that's what he sounds like that's what he would have sounded like if it had been a character on JFabe um, other than that Christian Cage so I've watched the match with Christian Cage yeah his debut is it, is it Kayfabe or not that is the question. question, because I mean, anybody who did watch this on Wednesday night um, on ITV in the UK, and um, obviously that was on a Friday night, and on TNT in the US, um, anybody who did watch this probably would have been like, nah, he looks a bit blown up, because there was this, first he stumbled through the ropes, and there was a period where he, where it was clearly kayfabe ring rust. But what you, what wasn't ring rust, I don't think, unless it is all a work, 
was how clearly knackered he looked throughout this affair. Like, Carrion Cross, not Carrion Cross, sorry, um, what's his name? Kazirin, Kaz. Yes, um, that's what the K's did it for me. Um, Kazarian was very much like cardio to fuck, you know. I mean, this is a guy who, this is a guy who literally, probably for every single day of his adult life, anybody could just have walked up to him as he was having his breakfast and said, do you want to run a marathon today? And he would have been able to say yes and done it. That's how good that guy's cardio is. Um, So to have him beaten by a wheezing 50-year-old nearly kind of eking out a fairly limp version of his finisher felt a little bit incongruous. It felt a little bit ludonarratively dissonant. And I think... I think that it was supposed to be ring rust as a work and it became a shoot um, to Christian's surprise during the match. But then you had like the JR on commentary saying this has been a masterclass. <laughs> Just like, has it? Yeah, has it he really did say that, but then they did also say that the heat from that bomb, um, they could feel it from where they were sat. So I'm not 100% sure that the commentators are um, not reading from a script, at least some of the time. <laughs> they definitely you know. got a prompt screen. Yeah, yeah, they've definitely got some kind. Somebody is screaming in their ear. I mean, granted, probably not as loudly as Vince McMahon, but yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, well, oh, I was thinking about stages. It's Cody, isn't it? Thriller and the books. Hmm. I don't know. They're pro- they're definitely going to try and sell him as being good. Um, it wasn't a great match. Um, Christian Cage didn't come out of it looking strong. Um, if I'm to be honest, Christian Cage came out of it looking it exhausted. Um, and I'm hoping it's a case... In fact, I know it's a case of give him a month. I think I think he was probably doing the same workout regimen that he was doing before Royal Rumble. He, that was his first one-on-one match in seven years. And... It's not a surprise that somebody can go into that Royal Rumble environment when they're doing a reduced cardio workout schedule and kind of think, okay, that was great, the adrenaline, etc. I'm happy, let's go, you know, and then not really necessarily... Oh, wait, you want to breathe? <laughs> exactly, exactly, because it's a different environment. It is a different environment. You can't get... You can't get punched by Braun Strowman and then go lie under a turnbuckle for six minutes while the cameras focus on something else in a one-on-one match. You can't do it. You have to be reacting and constantly moving, and it's a different discipline. And I think it was probably a case of Christian Cage remembering that difference for the first time in a while um, and remembering that his cardio needs to be a little bit more on point. That's my take on it. Um, I mean... Saying that, don't take my advice in regards to cardio because I only just found out that my waist isn't um, in between my hips like four days ago and I'm really, really sad at how big it is. 
I'm in a similar situation. <laughs> Don't worry, Rich. Ah, okay. <laughs> it's when they get the tape measure out. Oof, oof, that hurts. That stings. Um, other, <laughs> other big news. Um, Chris Jericho getting his WrestleMania check in a different way this year um, by appearing on the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. Was it an April Fool's joke? Was it not? We don't know, but it looks like it's going to happen. Thoughts, Jay? Looks like it's real. Uh, great, isn't it? It's great that that Vince was on board with that. Um, apparently it was Jericho that reached out to Stone Cold Steve Austin and Stone Cold was the one that actually pitched the idea to Vince and he went for Mm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and yeah, it's a double check with Vince. So yeah, we're going to get an AEW star, ex WWE star on Stone Cold. That's it's very interesting. Podcast. It's very interesting. And do you think, as a result, we're going to um, there's a potential for other stars to end up on the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast from outside of the WWE? I mean, obviously, you're not gonna. He's not going to be sitting down with. Um, you know, he's not going to be sitting down with Ryback anytime soon. But um, you know, is is uh, who? If this forbidden door does open, who would you most like to see walk through it um, over the next few months? I mean, I'm sure it'll be one-off. So I'm just fantasy booking the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast right now. Well, I'm not getting a response out of Jay. I think we've got a bit of network issue. Um, so, yeah, that's a bit of a that's um, a bit of a difficulty. I'm just waiting for Jay to catch up with us. It's um, stated. Uh, he's talking about the 31st of April, so I don't know what that's all about. Um, I'm just going to continue to talk until Jay catches up with us. And how I'm going to do that is by mentioning that we are available at anchor.fm forward slash jfabe. We are... That's where you can get us in a podcast. So you can stick us in your ears, stickers, stickers in your ears, and catch a bus. Um, you can view us on Twitch. Just, just have us going on in the background. We've got a live chat. You can talk to us in the live chat. You can just, you can just start asking us questions. Um, I know this is our first, first week doing that, um, but I'm hoping that people can get involved. Jay has just, just left us high and dry here. That's something that Jay does every now and then. Um, it's due to his shitty shitty internet um it's it's just one of those things just one of those things i can say it because he's not here anymore so just gonna um we're just gonna move to my front cam and just say that um we're available at anchor.fm forward slash jfabe we're also available on twitter um that is at jfabe podcast you can just get it in touch directly with us you can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on um, iTunes. You can listen to us pretty much anywhere you want. Um, you can just you can just get in touch and find us. Um, I'm going to be available on YouTube. This is going to be available on YouTube. Our podcast moving forward is going to be a Twitch and YouTube vehicle. Um, it's just something that we want to do. Um, it's something that we talked about for a while, and. It's something that we really, really feel is the next step for us. Um, in addition to that as well, um, I mean, part of the thing that I want to mention in regards to that is that um, 
we're going to include Taz in the future. Taz will be joining us. Um, he's definitely going to be joining us. Just got to work out what that looks like. Um, I'm thinking maybe, maybe Taz is going to join us via medium of um, phone call. Um, maybe with a little, maybe with a little glowing thing. Um, I don't know because he's got important stuff to do while he while he lives and breathes in space and bees a time duke. Um, so yeah, but he set up this he set up this Twitch for us, um, which is awesome. So thank you, Taz and Jesse the Body Ventura, for doing that for us. Um, that's been that's been really really cool. Um, Jay looks like he is trying to rejoin, um, so I'm getting a nice little, I'm getting a nice little face of Jay smiling, um, but he, he is frozen, he is frozen solid, um, frozen in time, you might say, um, which is something that happens. I've just seen him, I've just seen him kind of smile, so it would probably be a good time if he, if he has actually connected to take that stoic expression off his face and give me a thumbs up so that I at least know that he is available to continue talking. Um, or maybe, maybe he is just, just, maybe he's rejoined just, in fact, I'm going to show the room this scene. I'm going to just, just show the room this scene. This is what I'm getting, but I've just seen, oh, and he's gone. He's gone. He's, and now he's back. Now he's back again. And he's he's yeah. kind of... Oh, there he is. Jay. Hello. Oh, mate. Right, I'm, I'm back. I, th- I thought... I thought Just, uh, yeah. There. You had a bit of a what there? Just sort of lost connection. Just oh, lost okay. connection there. He says yeah. that, but he was really frozen in time. Um... <laughs> Before I went, what I was saying... <laughs> yeah. Is from what I've been reading, posted after... 1st of April about there's a man wanting Cody Rose and Moxley to work a, p- a pay-per-view possibly he's been talking to Tony Khan apparently don't know how true that is but yeah wow that could be interesting um, so who's that again John Moxley and Cody Cody Rose and John Moxley working a pay-per-view how, how would that work do you think Uh, I mean, the only way they could really bring Moxley into a storyline would be Shield-wise. Wouldn't it be interesting if we got Shield versus Super Elite? That would be quite interesting. I think it would be quite interesting, but I think the question would be... How would you have John Moxley go back to that Dean Ambrose character? But he wouldn't. He wouldn't go back to Dean Ambrose's character. He would just stay as John Moxley. Then he wouldn't need the shield. But everyone knows that he's Dean Ambrose. So he's not Dean Ambrose. Sense. Dean Ambrose is a Looney Tunes neutered fuckwit, and John Moxley is the most badass man on the planet. Those two characters do not work together, and that's the thing. You can't just. You can't just at this stage, uh, and I think it would be undermining John Moxley at this stage and the hard work he's put in in the last two years if they just took John Moxley and slapped the label Dean Ambrose back on him. Um, and that, to me, would be the problem. Um, I think I think he would need to be distinct from... Um, he would need to be distinct from Dean Ambrose in some way. Um, and they would need a kayfabe way to explain that. Um, you know, even if it is just a case of the Death Rider style intro, where it's like, we're going to 
you know, we're going to bring somebody in who is going to take care of you. And no, it's not Dean Ambrose. And then boom, John Moxley. And then a reaction that's off the charts, followed with Cole being like, oh my, it's the Moxinator. It's the big Mox. It's Mox. Mox. It's chicken marks. It's Moxley crew. It's Moxicillin. It's the Moxley crew now. You know, um, Cole doing that, and then, and then the next thing you know, three weeks later, he's he's sat on a doctor's table getting his bum examined by Vince McMahon while he laughs and says, "You're, you're crazy, wearing a gas mask." You know that kind of stuff. I mean, it probably won't happen, will it? So. <laughs> I don't think so. I think, I think Cody will probably be more receptive of it than Mox. I think at this stage, um, although Mox would probably do it just to go and see his friends again. But I think the amount of creative control Vince would want, um, I think, will probably rub both of them up to some degree. Maybe just stick with the podcast. Maybe probably the best way. Hmm. Probably, probably. Um, it's probably the only way they can open that for Bidendor for WWE. Anything that's non-wrestling related, non-in-WWE universe, no actual wrestlers mm. going yeah. into that and doing saying an invasion as such. I think, I think an invasion storyline would be great. Um, I... I think that everybody involved is wise enough at this stage to know that invading WWE leads to not beating WWE. And as long as Vince McMahon mm-hmm. is alive, that's never going to happen. Um, and I I mean, maybe Vince McMahon's learned from the invasion angle, but personally, I wouldn't trust it as far as I could throw it, um, simply because he's known for changing ideas on the fly. Um, he is known for getting to the actual last, the night before I don't know why I'm doing that, that just ruins the recording um, I don't know why I don't, uh, he's, he's he's known for taking things the night before and then saying no actually that plan that we've all agreed upon is not going to happen and in fact something completely different is going to happen and it's going to serve only my assets because that's how this works. Um, because I am, I am Vince McMahon, and I am king of the world. And fuck you all. It's all about the WWE. Um, you know. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah, from what we've gathered. Mm. So yeah, that's my that's my concern. Um, and I think, I think it's understandable um, that they should be skeptical. Because um, I sure as fuck would be. Well, I think we sorted it, this mate. Has been, this has been an interesting, an interesting um, switch, hasn't it, to Twitch? Switch to Twitch. Yeah, how have you felt it's gone? <clears throat> no, not too, not too bad. Not, not too bad, mate. It's actually felt quite, quite relaxed, quite chilled. Um, I've really enjoyed it. It's felt like a conversation. I think there's, um, I mean, I think I'm going to be honest with everyone from now on. Um, it starts here. I'm not a time duke. Um, that's at not a time duke on Twitter. Um, and I mean, I am a time duke, but 
I am at not a time duke on Twitter, and um, Jay is not a robot. Um, he is at I am not a robot um, on Twitter as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think I think it's an interesting kind of kind of way of a, for us to do the podcast. Um, there's been a f- couple of technical hiccups this first time. Um, Jay's voice has been a little bit croaky um, at times, a little we'll bit robotic. Line we will iron it out. There's a couple of things that I think we've still got to, we've still got to work out, um, and that's going to come in time. Um, it's definitely, definitely something that I've enjoyed doing, um, and I think it's the it's the vehicle, um, it is the vehicle that we're going to be taking. Um, Jay, anything else? Um, because I mean, you're looking comfortable. You look like you could go all night, mate. <laughs> I actually do not have anything else to speak about this evening. Okay. Oh, one more question. One more question. What's that? Because I didn't get your answer the first time. Who would you have as the next person on the uh, on the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast? Not our podcast. We couldn't. We couldn't get anyone for shit. That's what you think. (laughs) Prove me wrong, Jay. Prove me wrong. Um, yeah, who, who would you have next um, on the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast um, from outside? If you could have, if he could have anybody, who do you think would be a realistic prospect? So Ryback's obviously not going to happen. CM Punk's a maybe. Other than those guys, well, if you think about it, you're looking at Cody easily doing a podcast now. He will come back and do a podcast. This would like half I can told you. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Easily, but um, who would I like to see on the Stoker podcast? Who would make a good podcast? Who's had quite a good career? Who's already been in WWE? Who's made a name for themselves outside of it? That is gonna be. And I'd like to say Gail Kim, but I don't think she'd be very good on the podcast. Uh... <laughs> I think she'd be shit. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, we're the podcast kings, right? Yeah, totally. We are podcast the kings. Both wearing crown now. Yep, yep. You just can't see him. We've won the podcast, guys. We've won it. Uh, <laughs> so, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Cody Rhodes. Anyone else? This always happens to me. It's like I know all these wrestlers, and then no names, nothing, nothing's come to mind. Yeah, nothing. nothing really for me. I could see them potentially going for a Kenny Omega, and not getting it. Um, I could see them maybe doing a Matt Hardy because of his history. Um, and I think, I think the, I think the heat's died down on his last run, long enough that they probably could. Um, and I think. I think John Moxley as well has become enough of a is become enough of a trans transcendental star. Um he kind of he's on a Chris Jericho level nearly where he could he could potentially do that. Eric Bischoff is another one who's who's kind of doesn't matter who he's signed to, JR doesn't matter who he's signed to. Um there's a few people now who when you really think about it if the door's open for Jericho, it would be open for them. Um, big show notwithstanding. Marcus Stunt. 
Marcos, um, that's it. Book it, book it, my man. You, we know you love book a little. It. We know you, you love a little guy. Talking about his career, and you could do a song. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, speaking of speaking of Marco's stunt, um, just something I realised the other day. He is really kind of, he is really bigging up the "I'm twelve years old" thing, isn't he? Um, like after his backstage segment with the temporary tattoo and everything. What the hell? Yeah. Like it is really. I mean, I know that he's always kind of played that played that card quite a bit, but you know, like the most famous picture of the two stunt brothers is them drinking Capri Suns, but. At the same time, I mean, Jesus, he is really like he's doing the whiny voice thing and everything. Yeah, he, he really weird. wants the internet to hate him. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure that's what he's going for. Um, but you know, we're big fans, Marco Stunt. We think you're great on this show. Um, Jay, especially, he loves you. Um, <laughs> um, Anything else? Anything else? Or are we done? We've, we're just about to hit the two-hour mark. Apparently, that's all right on Twitch, um, but the podcast will probably be cut down to about ninety minutes. Yeah, I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> right then, um, I have not got any outro music. Um, not going to shout out to Mitch because we all know the truth about Mitch now. Um, I'm going to see you guys later. <laughs> Um, let's, okay, let's... bye everybody. <laughs> oh, do we? Um, we'll we'll try and do more regularly. We will try and do more regularly um, as time goes on. Um, that's just something we're going to do. Our next um, podcast Saturday should be. Did you say Saturday? Saturday after night too. Yeah. We're putting it up on the schedule. Um, go to JFabe on Twitch. That is JFabe Podcast on Twitch. It's going to be on the schedule. We are going to decide a time. You can keep your eye on that schedule. You can subscribe, or you can just become a follower if you don't. If you don't go for the subscribe thing, if that's a bit too much of a commitment for you, um, then feel free to just be a follower. Um, that's cool. We we don't mind people following us. Um, that's something that happens. Um, other than that. Indeed, indeed. You could contact us on um, contact us on Twitter. Contact us on Anchor.fm forward slash JFab. You can leave a message there. You can actually come and join us on our Twitch stream and ask us questions live on air, and we will do our best to make jokes out of them um, because that's what we do. That's we're the funny show. That's that's our new identity. Um, now that now that. <laughs> Now that the organisation has pulled the plug on the sci-fi stuff for a little while, until I can work out how to get it into the video and slowly kayfabe Jay into doing it again. Um, other than that, <laughs> I will see. Uh, we're just really self-aware since those robots came along, aren't we? We're just we're just really self-aware. I don't know. We're not doing sci-fi anymore, Ridge. <laughs> well, you're just not playing along. Is that it? Is that what's going on? <laughs> is that the thing now? Uh, yes, we're self-aware now. Everyone knows everything. Even though Rich isn't, Mitch is not real. I am real. Taz, Taz isn't real. It's just you. You're just a voice. It's just a no, voice. no, 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 no. Taz, Taz is real. Don't, don't, don't you dare. You're not breaking that. I'm cutting that off the podcast. That's the end of the podcast. Bye, everybody. <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs>